If someone who worked for you stole money from your home and then left you in a major bind, you might be a little upset. Could you forgive them? Hi, I'm Josh. Welcome to Honestly Radio. Forgiveness is hard. Let's be honest. When I mention the word forgive, a few people probably come to mind, right? It's either people who have hurt us or people we've hurt. And for some of us, it's both. Forgiveness is at the heart of the gospel. It is crucial to salvation, and it's why Christ died on a cross. A perfect sacrifice for our sins, a new path to forgiveness. The ministry of Paul, author of one-third of the New Testament, was founded in forgiveness. In episode 12, Just Say Yes, we talked about how Paul underwent a radical conversion by God and how two leaders of the church prayed for and encouraged the man who had recently tried to arrest them and murder them. It was through their powerful act of forgiveness and obedience to God that Paul began a powerful ministry that established many churches. Enter Philemon, a church leader who came to know Christ after meeting Paul. Phi was wealthy enough to have a large house where the church of Colossae, think Colossians, met. He also owned at least one slave, a man named Onesimus, a name which means useful. Quick note, slavery in the Roman Empire was a common practice and may have looked very differently than what we imagine. Around one-third of the population were slaves. Slaves could be doctors, teachers, accountants, musicians, librarians, and artists. By the time of the New Testament, the attitude towards slavery was beginning to shift, making it possible for some slaves to buy their freedom. Masters had realized that treating their slaves properly was far more beneficial. Many free men struggled in poverty, while some slaves enjoyed favorable and even profitable situations. The message of Christianity was to undermine the evils of slavery by changing the hearts of masters and slaves by stressing the spiritual equality of both. The Bible did away with slavery's abuses. All right, back to Onesimus. Onesimus was not a believer. He stole money from Philemon and ran away to Rome, hoping to hide in the large population of slaves and be lost in the crowd. But God had other plans. It was there he met Paul and came to know Christ as his Lord and Savior. The apostle quickly grew to love the runaway slave who God used to help Paul in his ministry, which he was doing from a prison cell. But because he had stolen money and ran away, he had broken Roman law and cheated his master. Paul knew those issues had to be dealt with and decided to send Onesimus back. Along with Onesimus, Paul sends a personal letter urging Philemon to forgive Onesimus and welcome him back, not as a thief or runaway slave, but as a brother in Christ. It's in this letter we see this beautiful picture of God's forgiveness. Paul sets it up in three stages. 1. The character of one who forgives. Paul writes this in verse 4, reading from the New Living Translation. I always thank my God when I pray for you, Philemon, because I keep hearing about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people. And I am praying that you will put into action the generosity that comes from your faith as you understand and experience all the good things we have in Christ. Your love has given me much joy and comfort, my brother, for your kindness has often refreshed the hearts of God's people. Paul uses a Greek military term for the word refreshed, describing an army at rest from a march. He is encouraging Philemon and showing him his ministry has had a powerful impact on those around him. He loves others in such a profound way, it actually refreshes them. It empowers them and enables them to keep moving forward for Jesus. 
Never doubt what God can do with the simple act of loving others and ministering to those around you. God magnifies our acts of service and uses it to bless his church. Remember, in Acts chapter 9, it was Barnabas who encouraged Paul, and that encouragement changed his life and history. The second stage is the actions of one who forgives. Paul begins in this section in verse 8 by saying, I could order you to accept Onesimus because I am an apostle, but I don't want to do that. I want to appeal to you out of friendship, out of our love of God and one another. Accept him as you would accept me. Paul says the meaning of his name, useful, has been restored. After Onesimus was radically transformed by God's grace. What an amazing mirror that is to Philemon and to us. To recognize the power and magnificence of God's grace to restore us and redeem us. To grasp that what Christ has done in us, he desires to do in the lives of those who have hurt us. Paul is inviting Philemon to recognize that what God did for them, he desires to do and has done in Onesimus. Paul writes this in verse 15. It seems you lost Onesimus for a little while so you could have him back forever. He is no longer like a slave to you. He is more than a slave, for he is a beloved brother especially to me. Now he will mean much more to you, both as a man and as a brother in the Lord. I love that language. Paul reminds us we are members of God's family. We treat family different, don't we? You may fight, hurt one another, but at the end of the day, you're still family. You still love one another. Paul says, Onesimus is my spiritual son. Welcome him as your brother. We are all imperfect and united under a perfect Christ. Finally, in stage three, Paul invokes the motives of one who forgives. Verse 18 says, if he has wronged you in any way or owes you anything, charge it to me. I, Paul, write this with my own hand. I will repay it, and I won't mention that you owe me your very soul. Yes, my brother, please do this for me for the Lord's sake. Give me this encouragement in Christ. Paul invites Philemon to remember. Remember what Christ has forgiven you. It's an invitation to us all when struggling to forgive someone that has hurt us. Remember what God has forgiven you. It was a debt you could never repay. You were a slave to sin on a one-way road to hell until Jesus, Christ, forgave you, purchased your soul with his blood and sacrifice, and Jesus calls you family. You were brought into spiritual unity and relationship with God through an extreme and radical act of forgiveness. Not only were you forgiven, but Christ invites you to join the family business. He enables you to step forward in authority to minister to others. That is what motivates us to forgive what can sometimes seem unforgivable. We remember the lengths that God went to forgive us. How can we not do the same to others? We are enabled to forgive because God forgave us. This one chapter letter in the Bible provides the biblical definition of forgiveness without even using the word. When we struggle with forgiveness, we must remember what Jesus has done. I want to close out the show today with this beautiful imagery from Christ himself. Jesus tells this story in Matthew 18, 23-35 to help his disciples understand the nature of forgiveness. It's as powerful today as it was back then. Jesus says, 
Therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with the servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors who was brought in owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. So his master ordered that he be sold, along with his wife, his children, and everything he owned, to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, Please, be patient with me, and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him, and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged him for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the other servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, You evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he had paid his entire debt. That's what my heavenly father will do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. It's time to forgive. Father, help us to see people as you do. Help us to love others deeply in response to your incredible love for us. Father, help us forgive those who have hurt us. Help us to recognize how much you have forgiven us. Thank you, God, for your son, Jesus. Thank you for the cross where you purchased our salvation. Thank you for paying our debt of sin, for redeeming us and restoring us. We can never repay it. May we live our lives radically transformed by your grace. May we extend that same forgiveness to others and recognize what you desire to do in their lives. We pray that those who are lost will be found, that those who are far from you will draw near. We pray that we can receive those who have wounded us as our spiritual brothers and sisters. God, that they would know you, receive you, and be transformed by you. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us. We love you and desire to serve you. Amen. I want to take a moment to say thank you for joining us here on the podcast. We are praying for you and God's incredible purpose for your life. If you want to learn more about the podcast, you can do so at honestlyradio.com. You can follow us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and so much more. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube if you want to follow there as well. Thank you for helping us share God's word and teaching. We want to encourage you to connect daily with God in prayer, through the Bible, and in the local church. This has been my daily reminder on Honestly Radio. Remember, live honestly, be blessed. We'll see you next time.